Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Brace yourselves for a noble horror, because the call of Cthulhu Mystery Program has returned. Yes. Nerdy Show's beloved RPG audio drama of black comedy and Lovecraftian horror is back with an all-new series, a chilling tale called The Terrible Secret of Lot X. Head to CthulhuMystery.com or find the Call of Cthulhu Mystery program wherever you procure fine podcasts. Succumb to the maddening call of Cthulhu. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 38 of RPG from Scratch. I've got Liam and Max with me today. Yeah. I want to die. Yeah, Liam had a long night last night. Yeah, not really. He had an upsetting night last night. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I stayed up till 1130. I was up until Whoa. 4. Max, slow down. Yeah. A few things I want to talk about today. Uh, kind of want to get a little bit into world building, but only in the context of how it's going to affect campaigns from an artifact perspective. Okay. And I want to get into things like clothing, relative technology levels right now, mm-hmm. and um, a perennial enemy that I don't think we've really talked about uh, today. But the first thing I want to get into is uh, we touched on last episode is the difficulty of stealth checks. We talked about how somebody just needs to beat how well you stealthed based on how well you've hidden. And then we know how difficulty how, how difficult it is to see things that are hidden on their perspective. Your stealth check doesn't directly oppose their awareness. You roll your stealth to see how well you hit, you're hidden in the certain circumstances, and then they have to roll to see how well they can see anything that could be hidden. Stops it from stealthing in an empty room kind of thing. Right. And the, the things that we've got right now on um, the difficulty that it is to see something, the levels are obvious, inconspicuous, obscured, hidden, and well-hidden. Uh, how difficult is it for somebody who's rolling a stealth check to meet these different levels of being hidden? Assuming best case scenario for them, well, not best case, best case you get a bonus. If it's pitch black, you know, like you get a huge bonus to, to your stealth. But how difficult is it to be inconspicuous or obscured or hidden or well hidden? Because I don't think that's the same answer, you know? Yeah. What do you mean? Because we have difficulty levels set for them, but that's the opposed role that we're looking for. What we're okay. So what we have are if you want to see something, yes, including somebody who's trying to hide. We know how difficult it is for you to see them. Uh-huh. If you're the person trying to hide, instead of trying to beat their awareness score, you're trying to meet these levels of being hidden. Does that make sense? Yes. Now, should the difficulties be the same? I don't know. I think it's probably more difficult to hide than it is to see. Um. I'm Generally. Gonna, I'm going to actually say there's there's an advantage to hiding, though, because you usually get to preemptively do that and sure. do it as long as you want. But I think those things oh. become bonuses, right? Like, the the let's say it's dark, you get a plus two to your stealth, you know, or things like mm-hmm. that. It's still a situation of one of them is active and one of them is passive. 
or more more passive than the other. Like hiding is a very active thing. Sure. Be even being in, inconspicuous is a very active thing. Looking for someone inconspicuous is an odd thought. I would say they'd be the same. Yeah. And then and then modifiers. Then also what you're going on is modifiers, prep, situation, and stats. Okay. So so let's say I want to stealth. Okay. Yes. And we're in a crowd, and I just want to be inconspicuous. I'm definitely the guy they're looking for, but I want to look inconspicuous. I have to be at a difficulty of five. Yeah. Is that good enough? Because somebody with zero skill at this kind of thing mm-hmm. is still going to get... Can still disappear in a crowd. Yes, but... Easily. Is that is that low enough? Or is that high enough, I think? Because now, like, let's do, let's do best case character scenario mm-hmm. okay this is re- the one i'm most worried about is is the the top end right the, the idea that nobody would ever be able to see you you get a plus three from your profession just starting off at le- level zero let's say you're a thief that's your profession mm-hmm. you have a four in your dexterity so that brings you up to seven and your talent is stealth because you're an Ashwin, so you get to roll twice now so that's a plus seven to stealth roll twice which averages out to be a plus five Mm-hmm. Generally, so it's a plus twelve, and you have to beat twenty. I don't know. It sounds sounds okay. Yeah, and it's also a situation where if you make it harder, then you put a situation where finding people is easier than not being found. That's my to to a mar- like, to a pretty wide margin. Yeah, that's my worry though. Like find so we can blow away stealth checks with momentum, which makes me think that the penalties for the reasons why it would it should be hard to see you need to be large. If you're in a well lit empty room. Yeah, you're not. It needs to be like negative ninety or something. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. it's just how are you going to hide? You know, it, it's it doesn't make any sense. So maybe the the negatives to your stealth, like you're in an area, if you're trying to sneak, let's say you're actively moving, right? If you're trying to sneak and the floor is covered in dried leaves, or potato chips, or marbles. I think marbles would just make it hard to walk. Christmas ornaments. There we go. Oof. <laughs> Legos. So full diehard. Legos, it'd be hard to be quiet because you're screaming. Mm-hmm. What, because of how much I love Legos? You are correct. <laughs> Legos! <laughs> you just open the door, it's just a room full of Legos. Just Nintendo 64! So then let's let's think about the things that complicate stealth. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and how... I, I think the things that make it difficult for you to hide are pretty punishing, mm. generally. Being a nine-foot-tall crocodile. Yep, that would hurt. Unless you're around a bunch of other crocodiles. That's true. That are eight and a half feet tall, because you can kind of slouch a little bit. Yeah. Then you can be inconspicuous. So, let's see. Well, we have levels of light, right? So maybe we can think of them in those terms. But they're... Okay, so right now we've got murmurs of light and level of noise, mm-hmm. right, for, for, for noticing something. So we've got dim and murmur. Dim light and, and a murmur of a sound. We've got dark and buzz of a sound. We've got black and a racket, and then we've got pitch, black, and a cacophony. We can invert those, right? But but I don't want it just to be... Because hiding in a crowd is different than hiding under leaves in the dark. Yes. How, how it, they're, they're functionally different, but I think your ability to hide, your ability to stealth, should apply to both. Mm-hmm. So Because subdividing that skill is dumb. It is. It is dumb. So what do we, what do we think of the things that make it... Uh, some some universal words maybe that make it so that a GM could read it and go, yeah, you need this penalty because the idea of hiding in the situation is kind of um, All right. So these are negatives and we're going from lowest negative to highest negative? Well, let's let's start with the highest maybe. Okay. Because that's easy, right? We'll just say you are obvious. <laughs> like, 
And that's the word we use for the uh, to find things. You're obvious. You are the only Harad in this crowd. Yeah. The only one. We could say uh, obvious, and we could just give examples, like the only person in a meadow on a sunny day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just you're the most obvious possible thing. What is what is the next level of – well, let's think of it as – um, let's think of situation, right? Mm-hmm. So only person in a meadow on a sunny day. The only giant green crocodile in a room full of raccoons. Yeah. Like Shaq. Mm-hmm. at a Chinese restaurant or something. just Right. Actually, I would watch that show. Apps. Every just day. literally just shack at a Chinese... Like, whatever he wants to talk about. Just, no, just no. Talk. Just watch him eat, and other people walk by and go, is that fucking Shaq? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's, I think that's Shaq. Um, That'd be a good prank show. What's what's one level below that? In, uh, inconspicuous. Uh, but now we're going the opposite. I think um, eye-grabbing. Mm-hmm. Maybe interesting. Enthralling. Because mm-hmm. you'd be like, there's somebody you just notice out of the corner of your eye. You'd say conspicuous. Yes. Yeah. Just, just you mm-hmm. walk in and your eye is drawn to this person generally. Yes. Yeah. Like they're they're conspicuous. He's it's, wearing it's a not, flaming Cheetos T-shirt. Right. It's not the only person you could possibly look at, <laughs> but but you're that guy's got a sword out. You know, yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why does one person in this room have a sword out? So obvious. We'll say conspicuous. Ocular pat down. You know he's got something. Yeah. I gave him the ocular pat down when he uh, entered the premises. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, obvious, conspicuous, um, unremarkable. Blatant. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Unremarkable. Well, actually, let's change obvious to blatant. I like that. Yeah. I think that's that more so says it. So, blatant mm-hmm. than conspicuous. Because if you have a blade in your hand like this and you're trying to hide in a crowd and the guy's like... That guy's got a knife on his chest. Yeah, and that's conspicuous, but blatant is like he's the only guy there. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, like literally if you have an axe like this and you're standing next to the governor, like yeah. his cards are going to be like, it's that guy. That guy. <laughs> All right, unremarkable is pretty good, and we have five levels of each. Okay, so forgettable. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. What's harder to see than unremarkable is like hidden and well hidden, mm-hmm. right? So we'll just do that. If you don't, If you roll below a five, it's blatant. Conspicuous is five or five or less. Unremarkable is ten or less. So it's blatant. Yeah, and for you to be well hidden, you need to hit a twenty. So I was thinking about this backwards. These these need to be the penalties. So do you take a negative five if you are just so if you're blatant, it's a negative twenty to your roll. Conspicuous is negative fifteen. Unremarkable is negative ten. And hidden and well hidden shouldn't be the thing. Like it should be we, we should be talking about um, obscured. If you were to describe an area that's easy to hide in, yeah, what word would you use? Uh, busy? I mean, because it could just be pitch black. It doesn't, you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. Mean busy. Just an area that's easy to hide in. A super thick forest, the moment you go behind one tree, you're gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Obscured? We already used obscured. Do we do it like cover level, like dense, that kind of thing? Because mm. a pitch black room would be dense cover. In Well, it would be anti-dense in light. It's true. I like the word Shroud. Oh, I like that. Like shrouded, shrouded, shrouded. Mm-hmm. shrouded I like. That's fine. We'll you use shrouded be, for now. You can be shrouded in darkness. That's you what I'm can saying. Be shrouded in foliage. Do we give four like levels of out of view, shadowy? Like these are all. I you say like, covert. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, covert's good. We're describing the conditions, right? The conditions might be shrouded, or they might be veiled, or they might be obscured, obfuscated. Those both mean the same thing, but you know, some kind of level of that where. Okay, let's ditch all these because I none of these describe an area in the way that we hope. We say you are blatant, you take a negative twenty. Mm-hmm. See, I was thinking give five levels of like how people can see your motivation. If you are hidden, they don't know you're there, fine. 
But if you are like standing out in the middle of the room with a knife, your motivation is not veiled. Yeah, well, I think that's that's like a separate thing. Like if somebody wants to understand your motive, that's like a okay. intelligence role, like yeah. of of because they're trying to bluff or you know yeah. that kind of thing. So with stealth, I'm just talking about somebody's ability to see or hear you. Okay. So it's not your blatant, but the area is open, unobstructed. Bear. Unobstructed. Yeah, bare. There we go. So that's a negative 20. If it's bare. You are in a gravel pit. You are not gravel. We'll say that the zero then is cluttered. I like that. Mm-hmm. Cluttered by darkness, cluttered by objects, by trees, by other people. Yes. Okay. I like that. So now we've got, we've got now a one to five scale between bare and cluttered. Uh, I, like, I like busy. Busy's good. That's 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 a negative five. Busy but not cluttered. It, you yeah. know, let's this is busy. Simple. Simple should be next to bear, right? Like it's simple yeah. area. Okay. There is a tree. You can maybe get behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a negative ten then between busy and simple. Um sparse trafficked. I do like sparse. Sparse is good. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay, so bear plant okay, so now what we've got is we take no negatives if the area is cluttered. With darkness or otherwise. Mm-hmm. With bees. Just bees. Yeah, you could hide in some bees. Fuck, yeah, you can. Negative 5 if it's just busy. Negative 10 if it's sparse. Negative 15 if it's plain. And negative 20 if it's bare. Yeah. Because now we can apply that for darkness, for objects, mm-hmm. for all of that thing. Okay. Crowds. The things that give you bonuses to stealth, I think we leave those up to the GM and it's plus 2 bonuses. You say, okay, mm-hmm. you, yeah. get, you get a plus 2 because... It's kind of dark in here, and the area is it, it, the area is filled with corpses of your race. Or you're wearing the uniform of everyone in this building. Yeah, that'll give you a plus five. How yeah. about that? Yeah. They're like, he's got the uniform. Mm-hmm. I don't notice him. He's a wall fixture yeah. now. The area is busy. You take a negative five. But because you got the uniform, you get a plus five. That brings you back to zero. I like it. I kind of want to talk about, since the uniform came up, I kind of want to talk about clothing. All right. I thought we were going to do taxes today. <laughs> <laughs> just how taxes work yeah. in our system we're never gonna do or that. sanitation that'll be that'll be i'm willing adventure, to do, adventure specific i'm who willing t- to do a sanitation yes. path who takes out the garbage in these cities they should be like religious garbage men so maybe maybe skip clothing and and this will clothing will be part of this but but i kind of want to think about what's the common technology level because we've added a lot since the mm-hmm. last time we talked mm-hmm. about this and if we remove magic from the equation. I, I don't mean like yeah. uh, we, we make it up, but let's say take all the magic te- technology and get rid of it. What are they left with, right, technology-wise? Well, they got the wheel. Yeah, they definitely have the wheel. Weaving. Axles. They've got that. They've definitely got water power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, ther- definitely. definitely. Ther- thermal power, probably, in the sense of like using fire to heat things, to boil things, to turn things. For sure. Yeah. Basic steam engines? <sighs> I don't think... That- I don't think steam engines yet. I think they're pre-steam engines. There's no rails. They don't mm-hmm. have the railroad. No, or, no, no. I'm yeah. saying like, but like the actual. Yeah. Of just using, like turning something yeah. with steam. Yeah. Yeah. It, we'll just say like basic thermal power. Yeah. They mm-hmm. haven't gotten up to pressure making a pressurized. They're, they're not an industrial grade steel. No. But they would at least have like a shuttle loom because to clothe these vast populations. Yeah, they've got, they've got, you know, foot powered sewing machines. They've got, mm-hmm. they've got brookies. Yeah, animal husbandry is on, is on mm. there. Agriculture, animal husbandry. Because to feed a city like Australia. I would say that crop rotation. I feel like crop rotation, the concept of it, after humanity has it, mm. even kind of explaining what it is basically and getting some use out of it is pretty easy. Yeah, once mm-hmm. you have a calendar, like, 
they have they have a, an actual concept of metallurgy. So the, the, okay, let's mm-hmm. say let's say they actually are developing s- science now. They have the scientific method now. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I want to name a guy who or lady who invented it and wrote it down. It was definitely McGargle. It's McGargle. It's, it's McGargle. Not, I can't, no. <laughs> It'd be great if he, he was does like, not use the nah, scientific. I figured, I figured it out. Yeah. He does not use the scientific method. So uh, yeah, so scientific method. They're 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 moving forward. Basic thermal power, animal husbandry. Um, so crop rotation is a part of an agricultural stage mm-hmm. that also comes with grafting. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. right and selective breeding. Crop rotation is kind of advanced, but I think we would have it just they left have, well, over. They, they had it in the 13th century. Like, yeah, I'm thinking of the before, they, before they had science. Europe really. didn't. But. Yeah, definitely terraced. They would understand terracing because that's basic. So I'm seeing I'm seeing a bunch of different. Um, so here's here's agricultural and farm systems concepts and definitions. This is by Ludwig von Bertenlanfi oh, in 1973 on okay. FAO.org and the the order levels here. So we've got unidimensional process systems, and they're they've got unidimensional process systems, multidimensional process systems, enabling activity systems. But now we get into stuff that we will understand: crop systems, all crop systems. Animal systems, all animal systems, and then order level eight above that is a resource pool, and then farm service matrix. Mm-hmm. Getting I've out seen there. the movie The Matrix, yes, and then whole farm systems, and then household systems, and then farm household systems. Okay. I don't think we use any of these; these are too complicated. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's say uh, they have the plow. They've got they got better. They have the plow, but they're relying on animal power primarily. Yeah. I mean, I, I think pretty. It would be pretty easy to say like pre-industrial yeah europe generally yeah mm-hmm. so we go in I, I, if there's anything that's above i think that's what we would make the ex- well, exception to 17 like, like it'd be weird no, or even just a concept of like medicine is better that has stayed that has been easier to maintain mm-hmm. yeah but um things like they don't have the cotton gin which is also pre-industrial it's like mm-hmm. the beginning of the industrial let's go like 1720 do they have germ theory do they understand how diseases are spread? I don't think so. Well, okay. actually, they have medicine, so they they don't have the germ theory of disease, but they're they now that they have the scientific method, they they know that they understand about disease vectors, like okay. like mm-hmm. not not why, but how. Yeah, they see it happen, and they're they're able to write it down, transfer the information to other people. They're going to have to have a Broad Street pump incident. What was that? It was an outbreak of cholera in England. Then it and the guy was like, uh, "The miasma theory doesn't work for any of this. It's definitely germs." Mm-hmm. Don't poop in water. Stop doing that. It's going to kill everyone. <laughs> so the idea that um, cholera is not generally a problem in this setting, we should say. Right? All right. Because <laughs> we also have like magical healing, which I think does that. But if we remove magic. Would cholera come back in our setting? Do they poop in their water supply often? I don't think so. Then it's I think, really hard for it to spread. I think some of them still do. Like you have sure. the guff. Like, well, cholera still spreads in our current yeah. year in other places. Yeah, But well, even like the plague, like spread to Rome from Asia. Like, yeah, it just takes some yokel showing up mm-hmm. on your dock. Like, Hey, how's it going? And yeah, bad shit happens. But then like, so it's like Albert Camus, right? With where the, uh, Oh, the plague. I'd imagine they'd treat it the same way where like the plague shows up and they're like, Ugh, it's the plague. All right, yeah. let's separate people. Let's do this. We may not make it through this, but they have mm-hmm. like, because of their familiarity with how at least yeah. disease vectors work, they're like, okay, we may not make it through this, but at least we got a plan of action that can help us. You know, mm-hmm. we're, everybody's going to quarantine the city. You know, they're going to try to people are going to try to come up with answers on, from the outside. I feel like that's their state of medicine. I think is probably right, right about there. 
Uh, <sighs> except they can't make a serum in the same way. Do they have? But they can make potions. Inoculation yet? Where they would take that? Dude, and no, that's it? so no. high up on but there. I was just thinking, my gargles inoculation device of just this like giant two by four size needle. Yeah, <laughs> like in uh, the rescuers down under yeah. with the the mice. He's like, yeah, you don't want it. You just gotta let me stab you with this. And people are like, I'll take my chances. You'll be sick for two years, but uh, yeah. you won't die. And you'll never get it again. Or actually any of your direct descendants afterwards. I don't know why. <laughs> They're going to have a couple bad years in their uh, puberty, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get bad. They'll uh, grow wings. It's weird. How about cracks? So will grow another set of wings. The chicken pox will be very different. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. I think that pretty well says it, right? And so wheel, basic thermal power... Um, mm. Animal husbandry, scientific method, some disease knowledge. We need a word for the agricultural. We'll say it's literally just pre-industrial. pre-industrial, pre-industrial agricultural. Yeah, but late pre-industrial. Yeah, late pre-industrial, and then we'll give examples. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because they need at least iron plows. Yes. Well, no, they, okay, so that was the thing, uh, Mm -hmm. metallurgy. They've started metallurgy. They can make good metal, like, uh. Turkey in the 1400s, mm-hmm. you know, like we're, we're, yeah, they've got metallurgy. Yeah. I've been looking at armor for the Holy Roman emperors and shit. That stuff was advanced. Yeah. Also metallurgy. You know, when I play civ- civilization, I go for metallurgy early. It's good. I'm a settler spammer. Ooh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You fucking filthy casual. Mm-hmm. Pop out as many settlers as you can, take up the land. Yeah. Well, there's negatives associated with that. Your, your civilization takes negatives based on how many cities you have. It slows your technology right down. So that leads me to clothing, which is a, is one thing I want to talk about. Like, all right, what it, it just kind of just in the sense of like how we picture this, and I mean, I, when I say picture, I mean visually. Like, how, if we were to walk into a medium sized town, what 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 do people look like? What are they wearing? You know, where are they from? I think that's way more important. Well, let's let's just think Akinosian Empire because that's our baseline of like multicultural. All right. Because even in a, in a situation where, like, you could have someone with turbans and robes who's like, oh, it's up north. Well, they wouldn't be wearing that anymore. Right. Yeah. No, no. Let's let's think um, just temperate. It's okay. Mm-hmm. temperate. And um, so I think you'd still see people in the turbans and robes and stuff, but people are carrying around handmade leather goods that are yeah. Yeah. high quality, right? Be um, denim. Would there be denim? Denims. 1400s, 1300s. Okay. So lots, yeah. of, lots of denim and burlap. Burlap is obviously used for... Yeah. trade you know so mm-hmm. so that's okay and you could even yeah there could be more complex cloths mm-hmm. yeah like we're not getting into uh synthetics at no. all but like real good cotton would be expensive yeah crazy but silks mm-hmm. even more so yeah yeah although with the 
the choruses. Maybe they're just popping uh, out. Tectani that makes that's ah uh, the idea yeah, yeah. that they would just have the silk trade cornered is really mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, that's great. So silks are really common. Let's do that. Silks and leathers are very common. Mm-hmm. Silks are common, but mostly on te- for tectoni. Well, I think I think um, they probably flood the market. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like if if it's that common. But uh, maybe cotton's tougher because most farmland is used for is not used for textiles. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe like uh, well, denim is cotton, right? Yeah. yeah. So you have like low cotton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because dock workers and farmers have been wearing that shit for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. That's their common. They wouldn't wear silk to the fucking farm. No, no. leather would kill you. It would be terrible. Yes. People still wearing, um, let's say animal hides are rare. People wearing hide just in general, it's rare. Like, you got to be in the boonies for somebody to be like, you can't get a fucking t-shirt, bro? <laughs> yeah. And you walk into a city, you're going to offend. Or you might have, but you also, you might have jackets where, like, there's a hide. Sure. Like a bomber yeah. jacket or something. Well, yeah, or just, yeah, in, in like, internal or just for a little bit of flair. You'd be like, ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is my wolf jacket. Yeah, but it's a jacket. It's yeah. not... <laughs> It's not it's a not, pair of pants. It's not a pair of pants. It's not a pair of cowhide pants stitched together with rawhide. Yeah. yeah. Some crushed velvet. Is that hard to make? I think that would yes, be an aristocratic. It's incredibly yeah. hard to make. I don't I have no idea. It's really hard to make made. and very hard to, to maintain. Yeah, I have no idea how velvet is made. Neither do I, honestly. Wasn't it made of rabbits? Or am I yeah. thinking of the velveteen rabbit? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I dig that. So most so lots of silks. And we would say that, like, silk is very strong lengthwise, but, like, the garments that we have... Is there any, like, low silk? Like, the idea that somebody would make, like, a rough, like a... like a No, because it wouldn't absorb anything, right? No. But it'd be easier for races that don't sweat, like the Krex and yeah. the and the uh, the Tiktani and rod. the Hrod. It's very strong. Very strong. Extremely strong. I saw in Shanghai Noon, that's how they broke out of prison. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about wool. Yeah, there'd be wool. There's got to be wool. Maybe it's not from sheep, but there's wool. Yeah. Yeah, wool... Galen wears a wool sweater. Yeah. But it's probably uncommon for birds to wear wool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they probably wear silk because it's easier. Yeah, wool is basically necessary for pre-industrial like, yeah. transport because the reason they wore it is it would get wet and then your body heat would warm it. Yeah. Okay. So now we've got wool. We've got fan- – I think you get you can get very fancy with wool. Yeah. Like like you can – you know, you get your multiple – you got your crazy Christmas sweaters. Like mm-hmm. people have been doing that for centuries, you know. All right, so you imagine you walk in, people are wearing like wool, just full wool jackets, you know, things like that, like full coats, you know, it gets cold. Silk, not in the wintertime. They probably make tarps out of silk to make lean-tos, yeah. Yeah. you know, for camping. So you could have a tent with silk as, as it's binding, and it wouldn't be as expensive as it would be today. I think there would be levels of silk. Like, if you hired a particular collective to make a design for you in silk, mm-hmm. you know. Or they would just be like, "All right, here's a bolt of silk." Would you make um, army tents out of out of silk or or burlap? Do you think burlap? I would say, yeah. But do, are we saying that because we do that because silk is so much harder to make in that in that size? Yes. Okay. But also, just imagine a world where there's enough silk and it is common enough where there's no status put on it. It's just an effective yeah. good cloth. Mm-hmm. All of your all of your sails would be made of silk. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Where it's very uncommon. <laughs> Tectonic revolutionizing the world. Yeah. Just imagine a world with more silk. Metal's getting good, right? So, so are people wearing rings? Ah, uh, yeah, jewelry r- rings. Because mm-hmm. gold's super easy to work. But people are wearing aluminum as a symbol of status. Yeah. Aluminum not easy to work. Well, it's easy to melt into a shape and cast, right? So. Yeah, they already have the aluminum. They're not. They don't have to 
purify. They can't. Yeah. They can't remove it from what bauxite. Right. Mm-hmm. So okay, I like that a lot. We know too much stupid shit, dude. I, I had a conversation with Jaden where she was hanging. It was like, how do you two know that? She's like, I read it somewhere a decade ago, and they're like, yeah. can you remember? And I'm like, yeah, forever. And I yeah cannot tell you the name of the person I just talked to. Why my passwords for work? <laughs> yeah. So okay, so I like that. Uh, imagine that that. People are wearing like aluminum necklaces and stuff like that. Um, I, would, I would still say that gold and, and nickel and silver sure. are also used in. Yeah. yeah. Just because they're one, because they're easy to work. And platinum, same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would diamonds have lost their De Beers? I don't think. Bullshit. Diamonds in our setting are probably only useful for making jewelry in terms of like actually like as tooling, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're pretty though. So probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. but people have to find them. There's tons of other gems that people. It would be way thinking, way bigger status to use a gem that you found that you don't know what it does. Yeah, in a, in like some artifact, some ancient, some ancient thing. So, like just like uh, if we find today, if we find alexandrite, it's kind of a big deal. All right, I think that's enough about clothing. I, like when it comes down to particular regions and mm-hmm. how they dress. Like we're just thinking temperate. What can people wear? I think we've got a good picture. Mm-hmm. Farmers wear wool. I mean, that's just... Yeah. What yeah. about doping, like mixing it with chemicals to make good boots or something? I think I think leather is, has come very far. Like, metallurgy is, is getting really good, and leather is almost perfected. What about... Okay. How about paper? I think, are we, I think we might still be using vellum. Rag paper is really easy to... Yeah. Uh, well, and it's also a situation where... There would probably be one or two pieces of technology where the to get to that level mm-hmm. would be really difficult, but the idea of being able to maintain it mm-hmm. is less involved, and you're like, oh, this is a thing we could just keep forever now. Like, this isn't that hard to do. Even paper. in our game, yeah. we've had so much paper. Like, to send a letter like the Howard's got sent, if well, he was on vellum, that would have been a fucking undertaking. Really? Why, why is that? Just to maintain vellum and then send it in the mail, like... I think paper makes more sense in what we've done so far. Rag why, paper, at least. Why would okay? I guess maybe maybe I there's something about vellum that I that I miss. Vellum can be very very thin, and you can carry it like you can carry yeah, but paper. difficult to it requires scraping and then mm-hmm. all that. So like it's way more involved to get vellum to the point where you can use it to write mm-hmm. than papyrus or rag paper would be. Yeah. If and the way we've used it so far, where we like. Kelton wrote a book. Right, right. Now, because we don't have a printing press. I thought we talked about... We, well, I was thinking, like, we probably have to, have to do each plate individually, right? Yeah. Well, Which, movable type was pretty... Was Gutenberg. That was yeah. 1500, so... So do we have movable type? Basic movable type, I would say. Hand, okay. Still hand-carved. Not metal, but wood. Yeah. So we've got, like, the earliest printing press where we're in, like, we can make one book a thousand times. Yeah. And it's a big deal for somebody to have a printing press. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay. the, the cities would have it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, based on what we've used so far, that makes more sense to me. That that's true. Okay, yeah, and um, okay, I like that. I mean, people have been using ink plates to make books on vellum with yeah. leather bindings yeah. for like Albrecht Durer thousand years. Should be dope in our world. What is it, Albrecht Durer, with his crazy wood prints? Of- oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like not to mention we have magic. Yeah, and like we can always add like a ma- like it's magic. We yeah. could add that mm-hmm. to it, but yeah, that's fine. We could say we could say we've got paper. It's thick. We'll say it's like a thicker paper. Mm-hmm. People write on letters. We'll say things like vellum are 
still used for things like scrolls and, and records. Yeah. Because it is way more durable. I think ink production should be way past, like, oak gall. Oh, yeah. We, they've got mm-hmm. ink for days. There's Savathians who can shoot that shit out of their asshole. So We, as people, can make ink by starting a fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just using the charcoal and water. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of it coming out of the asshole, too. Coming out of the hooligan's hidey hole. Okay, that's good. And I kind of want to move on to... So something I think we did in the conceptual phase of this game that I don't think we really addressed on this feed is there's a perennial enemy we came up with uh, called the Marked. And the idea behind the Marked is that any sapient creature has this very extraordinarily low chance to have this mutation that their body keeps mutating over time and it makes them functionally immortal. The problem is the mutation and what the mutation focuses on is almost entirely random and nobody knows how it spreads, but um, they're regarded universally as pariahs because of the stories people have heard where, you know, a group of marked or one, even just one marked became so strong that it killed a bunch of people or ate things. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Echoes of the Star Crypt, the previous campaign that, that I ran, the character of the master was a marked. And since they're immortal, sometimes mutations mutate their brain, they go insane, or they just become so smart that they can dominate other people. Sometimes they just become giant, hulking, mindless beasts that uh, can ruin entire countryside. So it's generally regarded as anathema. They don't know what causes it. So destroying the marked is important because they think it'll remove it from the bloodline. Mm -hmm. It needs to be, because these things are immortal and have a group of any size— if we start dealing in the with population sizes over a certain size, mm-hmm. reaching back in time through extinctions, one percent of people having it is way too many. <laughs> like way, it, it yeah, would yeah, be, yeah, yeah. we talk about millions of them because they're immortal. Well, even if they're immortal, they could still have incredibly short lives because of the because yeah. they're they're only immortal if a if a piano doesn't fall on them. Yes, but maybe the mutations make them more resilient in general. Mm-hmm. Well, the ones you'll encounter, at least, right? Yeah. People, people may be marked, and they die in childbirth, and nobody you know, mm-hmm. has no idea. So, um, or they just get a cold and die, and you're like, mm-hmm. no, very physically, very strong. Immune system, garbage. Yeah. So, well, uh, I don't uh, want to think about the ma- mathematical thing. I'm just trying to think about how common does it have to be for the people who are still alive to have heard of it happening at least once in their lifetimes mm-hmm. with... Like, oh, I heard, like, you know, two towns over, uh, somebody was born with a marked, and, and they try to keep it secret or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Well, like, just, like, werewolves, like, you know, that shit just got passed down, yeah. down, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff doesn't have to happen at all for those stories to exist. That's yeah. true. That's true. And there would be cults of people who worship a marked. That could be cool, too. We could have, like, thuggy cults that... Yeah, I think that's... Well, that's what with the... Um... It could literally be, like, five in a 50-year span. Yeah. And that would still... That would be a bad 50-year span. Yeah. yeah. Like, holy well, shit. Well, we could think of them that there were, like, and this kid was a marked. Like, we saw that his his hand started to mutate, and then everybody in the village just killed him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, that's the mm-hmm. beginning and end of that story. So we could probably do more than five in a 50-year span, but people are generally on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's, okay. Like, it would be a Spartan thing. If yeah. That kid had a messed up marked hand, you'd... Chuck him off the cliff. Mm-hmm. But I think it probably hits you a little later, right? Let's say like age 10-ish. Like a puberty thing? Yeah. Maybe it's it's linked to puberty and we don't know why. And it's probably just because the Tolden who created all these races mm-hmm. years ago just had some defect that doesn't show up until a million years down the line, yeah. you know? I, I like that. Um, oh, I do like the idea that Tolden can't be marked. That just doesn't... It's just not there for them. Huh. 
I don't know. Well, the problem is, is that the fear of the marked would mean that told in children who are born with deformities just are just are killed. killed. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so maybe nobody knows. I don't know. I don't want to put that much of a restriction on it because if we start looking into the past at all these different uh, societies and stuff, like we want to give the GM room to be like, yeah. And the reason this guy did this is because he didn't tell anybody he was marked, and they're in a Tolden campaign, so he, you know, I don't want to lock him out of that. This brings us a kind of enemy that we can deal with, and the older a marked is generally the more powerful it is like a dragon you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing in the less like it used to be yes the more which would be really scary if you find one old that is not outwardly very different yeah because you'd be like mm. yeah he's just got like a horn you know like one horn growing out of his head how old are you four thousand years old and you're like what, what don't happened? don't split that guy open it's full of something it's just it's just the movie the thing yeah you know, like, it's the you know the thing is a good touchstone for this yes they start growing parts of other animals they their head becomes giant their body withers they become a psychic floating monster that can dominate people's wills they become a giant hand under the ground with mouths on every knuckle you know just think like lovecraftian gibbering horror or it's the great beast underground a marked, just ancient. The big bug in the ground? Yeah. I don't know. Could be, right? Ancient Tiktani mm-hmm. became, the, became the big bug in the ground. I don't even want him to be marked. It's just, no, there, there just was a bug that just, yeah. he just, he's just going. Yeah, he's just still going. He like, was like a goldfish where yeah. it just the more, the more he ate, yeah. the bigger he got. Like our turtles. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. So let's think only sapient races, only ones that were intentionally created by the told in in the past in our lore well not in our lore but in our concept right can become marked because like if animals can become marked then the world's over the every yeah everything just there's too many of everything we don't want leshen kind of like we could throw those in later but but not marked no we don't want a marked sea monster no that'd be terrifying but we could create a sea monster that has the same attributes Mm -hmm. without needing it to be marked so what just before we before we sign off, what base level marked? Let's say somebody's been marked for five years. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it happened pre or post puberty. Let's say they're twenty two years old, been marked for five years. What would you expect if they didn't die immediately from their mutation? We would say really high hit points. Yeah, regenerates. Yeah, yeah. In some cases, in, increased strength. But I, I I think the idea of regeneration and hit points should be the things that you think about. Just like zombies are undead, and you know what happens to undead. You know what I mean? These guys, if you if you encounter a marked, you're like, oh, God. It's going to be a slog. Yeah. Unless we do X. What's their weakness? We could say fire, because that, like... Eh, it's <clears throat> boring, though. So it's like weapon X. You got Wolverine just yeah. regenerating. But... And maybe, maybe the more damage they take, the more the healing um, mutates them. I like that. So maybe, like, the most terrifying marked happen after a battle. Like, somebody has a somebody is marked, but they hide it. Or they don't know because mutation is so subtle. They get into a fight and they get cut in half. They pass out. They think they're dead. Well, they don't think anything because yeah. they're dead. They wake up with tentacle legs, you know. And there's two of them. <laughs> yeah, they, they split in half. There's a second head that's arguing with you all the time. So high hit points, regeneration. What stops their regeneration? Maybe you can only stop it for like a round at a time. I like the idea of death and radiant magic. Mm. That that. The unnatural world just, like, freaks them out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fire is just fire. Ice is just ice. They'll deal with it. But stuff that's a little more, con- like, high conceptual, they don't know how to deal with. So I like that. So, like, so death death magic and radiant magic. I don't think they have a weakness to it. Like, it, they t- they're vulnerable to it. They take more yeah. damage, but it arrests their regeneration. Are we going to have Mark Hunters now as a... Oh, for sure. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. 
Would there be enough of them to for that to be your profession, or would they just usually just... Were there any witches in yeah. true. <laughs> 1600 years? Uh, witches have never here, existed. Here's the thing. Based yes. on the amount of people they killed, yes. yes. It's just what they defined as a witch was exactly. a lady. Yeah. If you break your nose and you go back into the village, and are like, Mart! Yeah. I, I think, uh, well, isn't that one of the things that the keepers did? Didn't we Didn't we decide that? They, yeah, they looked out so. for Mart? Yeah. Maybe they're, the, they're like paladins against the marked. Maybe the lamplighters are just like, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> the lamplighters are like, well, yeah. chill, bro. Yeah. But like that's one of their secondary functions. Somebody hears about marked, they can, mm-hmm. you know, and a keeper's there. Like, we have a problem with the marked. The keeper's like, very well, this is the thing that offends us yeah. the most. But well, there's also, there's definitely marked who are lamplighters. That yeah. definitely exists. Yeah, yeah. Well, who there's are... marked who are keepers, right? That mm-hmm. That they probably don't know it. Oh, no, there's definitely like ancient terrible marked mm-hmm. running at the core of the lamplighters i like this okay i like this a lot mm-hmm. so death and radiant magic can arrest their regeneration but i don't think the regeneration should be large like it's not like a troll in pathfinder D D, yeah. where like where you're, if you don't burn it you're fucked yeah or or how can we possibly like okay ideal tw- my character does 20 damage around but he regains 15 health but you know what our turn can come around well you miss everybody misses you're done. Yeah, and you're like, oh, we're just going to be here forever. I think the regeneration should be slow, but um, how do you kill them then? Do you destroy the brain? Is that enough? I think there could be there could be just enough damage done, especially to a, to a young marked, mm-hmm. where their body just fails, where it just doesn't can't it can't hold itself together anymore. It, the older you get, the more it has to be like central nervous system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? What if you just have to burn it? You have to burn the the corpse. You yeah. kill it, because you know that you can kill them, but they'll probably come back, mm-hmm. so you just burn the corpse. And when the corpse reduced to ash, it's gone. Yeah. Does that work? Yeah. So, like, so like the if fire damage as a magical thing, the ongoing burning is not, we're not talking, like, funeral pyre yeah. level, reduced to cinders, you know, thing. So, so we'll say, like, you actually have to make the effort to burn the corpse entirely. It should be, like, a ritual. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah. Okay, I like that. I think that's good. We don't have to worry about stats or anything like that because we don't have like a coherent baseline. Well, also, I feel like even more than other things, the marked are going to be very different, very variable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I like this, guys. Yeah, I like it a lot, and I think that's where we'll end this design episode. I want to thank Liam and Max for joining me. Heyo. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're going to be having a lot more content uh, available in different mediums here soon. Keep an eye out. We'll make lots of announcements over our Twitter, which is Homebrew Ombres. That's how you can find us on the old bird app. You can find our Patreon page at patreon.com slash RPGFS. And we've got something for you at every tier on that one. So check it out. There's going to be a lot more to announce soon. You can find us on Instagram at RPGs from scratch. All one word. And we are also on Facebook uh, at facebook.com slash RPGFS or just Google us on any of those things and you will find us. Uh, So thank you everybody for listening. And until next time, stay safe, stand watch, and get a full rest. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.